You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 122nd program of Think Again. Think Again is offered by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for more than 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet, and my trusted regular conversation partner Jennifer is not with us today. Instead, I'll be talking with Dan McKinley, the CEO of B Corporation Dog and Bone, who will help us understand where that B Corp idea comes from and what it really means in practice. So welcome, Dan. Thank you for having me. Today we're talking about practical economics and how, quite unbeknownst to many, how sectors of the dominant capitalist version of our economy are undergoing remarkable and quite deep-rooted transformations. Listeners to our program will meanwhile know that the capitalist version of our economy, really of the contemporary world economy, is not something we at Think Again and at Borderlands have great sympathies for. (laughs) Indeed, we have regularly highlighted the excesses and systemic negative consequences of capitalism. We often comment on on, on its tendency to create, maintain and exacerbate incredible inequalities in societies and worldwide, how it privatizes its profits and externalizes its cost to the environment and to the least powerful individuals and social groups, how it affects the political system of the countries it operates in and operates in and dominates the global systems established to moderate its effects on the poorer countries and population groups. Talking about the United Nations, WTO, the World Bank, and we recently have pointed out how it incorporates the military-industrial complex and the production and distribution of many unhealthy, dangerous and lethal products. Think gambling, drugs, alcohol and so on. To which we now can add the industrial pharmaceutical complex that apart from helping us with COVID is making a few people very, very rich. But we haven't been zooming in on the negative only. We have talked about the social economy, about cooperatives and cooperative ways of living, housing, health and social care, about social enterprises, about initiatives questioning the obsession with growth and the need to relocalize the economy and about human scale development. Much of that was and will continue to be discussed against the background of the need for a radical change and for the establishment of an other non-capitalist system and of the philosophies and theories maintaining and justifying it. Whilst thinking about the existing, quote, bad, unquote, economic system and the hoped for and prefigured good and radical alternatives, we want to focus today on a kind of in-between space 
where transformational relationships, processes and structures are actually being experimented with. A space where central elements of the existing system are not only being talked about, but are radically changed, whilst at the same time continuing to operate with elements of the existing system. And many of these experiments are making a real difference, which is where today's programme and this interview with Dan McKinley comes in. So welcome again, Dan. In fact, then you and I go back for at least 30 years or so, and your initial life experiences were certainly part of what many would consider radically different. <laughs> and, I know that, <laughs> and I know that those experiences keep informing your business and life decisions till today. Could you briefly share a bit of that context with our listeners? Yeah, sure. Thank you for that uh, introduction. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to quite uh, be able to follow your beautiful radio voice there, but uh, I'll, give you, I'll give it a go. <laughs> so, well, we know each other from um, particularly through uh, the organisation that my parents were one of the founding uh, people of uh, called Common Ground, which is a, a social enterprise uh, in central Victoria, although it started uh, in Melbourne. So, yeah, it was a very, as you call it, very radically different upbringing. Uh, my, my parents met each other working in, for the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Um, they were then, my mother, amongst a few other people, were living in a share house in, in Paran, and they sort of were fairly radical, dreaming of social change and how could they have an impact on the world. And, and they really wanted to experiment with, with trying to sort of run a, a non-profit organisation or, or a social enterprise. I think they, they started a social enterprise kind of before before the word existed, I think. Um, but they also wanted to, to, to experiment with uh, community and different ways of living, which was sort of you touched on very briefly in your introduction. So they ended up founding an organisation that had both an, an intentional community. We, we, we built a, a, an amazing building, which is still there today, and lived lived together. Um, we you know lived in the same house. We ate ate together and, and did a whole lot of things together. So yeah, pretty pretty different, pretty uh, pretty radically different there. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So thanks, Dan, for reminding me a little bit of the great times I have spent at Common Ground, which is the name of that alternative uh, intentional community in the in the vicinity of Seymour. And I, also for reminding me of the lovely conversations and the interesting conversations I had with your parents and many, many others. And I'm still very, very grateful for those. And I miss Glenn, your mum, a lot still. Yeah. Before we it was talk, a real, it was yeah. a real hotbed of uh, sort of amazing people. It was a, I remember you know, growing up, we, we were homeschooled. So I, I didn't mm. start school until I was uh, 12 years old. So in mm-hmm. that time, we were homeschooled, and there was there was four other. Well, I was one of four children that grew up in the community. So we, we on a Wednesday night in the middle of the week, we could have twenty people for dinner, <laughs> and, and some of them would be. We used to, we did a lot of we had we had a lot of people from Woofing, which is willing mm-hmm. workers on organic farms, if I get that correct. Mm-hmm. And so we would have people from all over the world mm-hmm. who were trying to look at you know look new ways of doing things. So it was the the um, the different sort of conversations and skills, I really, that was one of my favourite kind of memories of Common Ground is is listening to people and testing each other's ideas and pushing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I remember my teacher one year um, said to me, she's like, where's, um, you, you haven't, in an essay I wrote about world politics or something, she said, you haven't um, given any any quotes about where you got your evidence from. What's the academic, what, notations, is that right? Notations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, oh, I didn't, I don't have any. She's like, well, where did you research? She's like, I, I, I didn't, I just wrote it. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean you just wrote this? <laughs> so, oh, dear. So, anyway. yeah, it was pretty, yeah. pretty different. Uh, thanks for. <laughs> uh, before we talk more about B corporations and how they operate, could you just share with what Dog and Bone, which is the name of your corporation, is about? The company you're CEO of. Could you tell us a bit about how you started with the company, what it does, who its customers are, and such more? Of course, quite briefly, because we have much more to talk about. Sure. Uh, so, so Dog and Bone is a is a company I started when I was twenty years old, which is a few years ago now, Jacques. <laughs> um, and I literally did start it in a in a in the uh, in a bungalow out the back of my parents to sort of slightly, you know, cliche dot com. Uh, but basically, growing up in the in the place that I did, I always had a a passion for trying to make an impact. That was kind of the world I'd grown up in. Um, my parents had done that through sort of social enterprise and nonprofit, and I wanted to. I was always good at business. I don't know why, but from you know when I was a little kid, I was selling ice cream at stalls or whatever. Um, it, it, I always had that sort of flair for entrepreneurial uh, ideas. So I knew that I wanted. I had a passion for that. So this to me was a really dog and bone was a really great opportunity to sort of bring different parts of my life together. I saw constantly these amazing organizations trying to do amazing things but they had such limited resources I think we talked about this the other day and 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 so I had this idea of being able to use my skills to help organizations that were really doing really amazing things uh, to do that more effectively but leveraging the things that I was good at which was kind of negotiation technology and procurement so we we started. Uh, we, we basically do a few major things. We help. Um, we, we essentially exclusively work for nonprofits and, and government. Uh, that's something which is really where I guess our heart lies of organisations that are actually doing uh, doing great work. So we work with them around their sort of technology strategies around how can they use technology to deliver on their organisational mission. Um, best because it's a it's a big world out there in technology and it's really important that these organizations get access to cutting edge advice but that it's fully independent a lot of the people with the skills we have um, work for the big companies so they might give you good advice but it's certainly not unbiased mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we try and help uh, help those organizations and then in most most cases now we will play some form of ongoing role with these organizations so some of the people we work with at the moment are organizations like Anglicare, Victorian Aboriginal Child Care Agency, Beyond Blue, Brotherhood, some of the big universities, a lot of the big health agencies but we also work with really you know smaller organizations like a, a Tenants Victoria or, or even we're just working with an amazing organization um, working with the Indigenous community in Alice Springs so there's a there's a pretty big range of, of, of mm. organizations that we work with. Mm. It's, uh, it, it's interesting it yeah. Yeah. Is so it mostly uh, IT work or is it across the whole, uh, the, the whole furniture? 
No, look, we, we've tried to stick to our knitting and, and stay mm-hmm. within the technology space. That's where okay. our skills are. And so yeah. we, we really help them do it. We don't do the sort of fix your printer, help the help. We, we're more looking at how, the strategy of how can an organisation leverage technology to, to maximum okay. effect. That's mm, our okay. kind of. It's funny okay. enough, I was, I was researching for a few things about Common Ground and, and Common Ground's mission, the organisation I sort of grew up in, was around supporting, enabling and empowering other organisations' impact. And I've sort of, I think I might have ripped their idea off, but I've just mm. done it with a different, oh, no, a different bent through, through using technology. So there okay. you go. Okay. Let's now have some music to let that sink in for a while. Nick's Room 19. listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we'll be examining B corporations, a much more human version of doing capitalism and I'm speaking with Dan McKinley, the CEO of one such corporation, Dog and Bone. Dan, now to B corporations, first some general information. When did they start to come about and what is it that makes them different? Given what I said in my introduction to this program, how do you see B corporations against the canvas of the regular capitalist system and located in that in-between space with the alternatives you and I mentioned before? All right. So uh, around the B Corps side of things, the B, B corporations, I, I guess, are, are businesses that try and balance uh, their purpose and profit. Um, it's, I guess it's, for me, it sits between, you know, if you if you try to draw a line a little bit, you might have your, a sort of a charity and there's lots of different flavours of charities. Um, then you've got sort of social in- enterprise uh, and then you would have a, a B Corp and then I guess you might have good enough 
good corporates and perhaps not so good corporates down the line there. So it's trying to trying to have a foot in each camp really around, yes, there's lots of arguments about capitalism, but it is the system we live with. So uh, this is about trying to trying to do that better. And it's pretty pretty interesting. In America, they actually uh, created a, an alternative company structure for it, which is called a for-benefit organisation uh, be, because I'm probably not a, a lot of people may or may not know this, but in, in kind of company law, it's actually it's enshrined that shareholder value is put uh, at the top of the list potentially over things like environmental impact or social impact or even looking after your workers properly. So this is around actually trying to say, no, we are committing, in an, you actually have to sign a contract with it that you were going to put those things um, high up your list <laughs> over, over profit, but not, but not in place of it. So that's, for me, that was a really clear, that helped clarify what a B Corp is and isn't for me. Unfortunately, in Australia, that, that hasn't happened. It would be, I'd be very excited to be one of the first to, uh, to join that list if, if the corporate structure's changed. So a couple of other quick facts about it. Uh, the B Corps is, is a certification process that measures comes entire social and environmental uh, performance. It's designed, uh, the co-founder's sort of tagline for B Corp is business as a force for good. The first B Corps were certified in 2007, so it's relatively new or old, depending on your scale. <laughs> um, the first Melbourne, the, uh, the first Australian certified B Corp was actually uh, an amazing organisation called Small Giant, which is a, a Melbourne investments firm. Uh, Dog and Bone were certified in 2016, and there are about 3,000 purpose-driven companies around the world, and about 10,000 of those are in New Zealand and Australia. And B Corps grew 23% last year. So for me, B Corps was an amazing, going back to the background that I grew up in, I always had, we always ran our business in a relatively radical way, but I didn't, hadn't found, it was hard to find a sort of a community of like-minded people that were running businesses, but had that real focus on on trying to, trying to do good in the world. And so for me personally to find uh, a community in B Corp where there's a lot of other people who are passionate about a similar thing has been really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's some mm-hmm. there's some really small companies, but there's some really big companies. You know, companies like Patagonia, for example, mm-hmm. where you know a billion dollar company have become B Corp. So mm-hmm. it is there's a there's a serious um, you know billions and billions of dollars now of companies that are becoming certified. And it's, I can tell you what, it's one of the most uh, rigorous certification processes. We, we would spend, you know, we would have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars becoming certified and doing, doing wow. it. So it's a really serious thing. Unfortunately, the biggest risk of it is, is that it sort of becomes a little bit, uh, a lot of these certificates are, you know, you, I got a green certificate because I put my recycling out three times a week and some, some of these things are fairly easily, uh, easily won. Um, mm, this mm. one's pretty, you have to do a lot of work to get it. So, uh-huh. so, so. Mm, let's go back to Dog and Bone then. Could you give us some insights in how the company operates, how it started and why you, you already talked a bit about it anyway and why you made the changes to the company becoming B Corporation and could you detail the principles on which your operations are based? What is working well? What difficulties are you encountering personally and as a company? So... Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
how, how the company operates. So I guess we have tried to, we, we've got about sort of 20, 25 staff. We've tried to do all of those, I guess, have run our company in the best, the best way that we can. But I think that interest, and this is something that B Corp, the B Corp community and processes have been really influential for me, has been to, to really look much more stringently at the impact that we have. I think, funnily enough, we reconnected because we put out a, a grants campaign for, mm-hmm. we realised that a lot of uh, smaller organisations who potentially couldn't afford our professional services um, are no less in need for, for support. So we've actually you know, just re- announced a $120,000 annual campaign um, where, we, where we support sort of, sort of micro organisations to access the, the benefits. So I've tried to look at it in a, in a real impact version. So for me, I look at it around having the impact of running a good organisation while looking after your staff, being ethical, being transparent, all of those sorts of things, which to me, my hope is that fairly soon we get to the point where that is what us as a society just expects from every business. No, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. your, that's just your right to operate. Um, for me, then, I have been really excited to be about the impact you can have within your business. I know the other day we were talking about um, when we were kind of caught up was that to, to, have a, to just donate money, for example, to a cause that you believe in is great, but you can only ever donate a little bit of your money, you know, to, so depending how much you have, I guess, but um, to, to do that. Whereas if you can have the impact uh, through your business, it's, uh, I guess it's much more scalable. So mm-hmm. an example of that was in the last couple of years, Dog and Bone have saved over, I think it's $16.8 million for charitable organisations, which when you're talking about money that allows them to do their mission that is not tied to funding, that's an enormous amount of money mm-hmm. that really gives them freedom. So <laughs> I couldn't, I would have to have made a lot of money <laughs> to be able to donate $16 million to, to organisations that I care about. So that's an example of having that impact in the business that we do. Mm-hmm. Where then you, the grants campaign and, and so forth um, and, and pro bono, other pro bono work, we, oh, we uh, equals over half a million dollars a year that for, from Dog and Bone, which is pretty significant for a small company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of we're trying to go, all right, how do we use our skills and resources to support um, mm-hmm. organisations? Mm-hmm. And the last one for me is is actually sort of philanthropy or, or, or using your uh, human and, and capital resources to do, to do things that you believe in. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I guess got lots of complex connotations to it but for example we one of my staff members is from the solomon islands and her uh where she grew up is a really remote island more than more than 200 kilometers offshore from Honiara, and they've got three schools and no power (laughs) and no internet so we're actually funding and designing and building a whole uh, a power and internet solution for that island so that's something that you know we are trying to use resources for for good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, there you go You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's voice of dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking with Dan McKinley, CEO of Dog and Bone, a B corporation, which can be seen as an alternative to the usual way in which capitalist corporations are run. 
So again, Dan, against the background of the economic and business landscape in Australia or Victoria, but also more generally, what are your hopes for the future? Not just for Dog and Bone, but for the way, way in which we do business, for the way in which mm. we could change the world and its people for the better. And what are your ideas about how to realize those hopes from where you and your company sit? Yeah, well, that's a very big question. I, mm-hmm. I guess I'll tr- a mm. few, a few. Th- for me, I, I hope that this, uh, the, the, the transition to people's expectations of what capitalism or what companies do is, is continually raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was speaking to, to Phil Bourne, one of the founders of Common Ground this morning, actually, and you know we were so he was saying when Common Ground started, social enterprise wasn't really even a term, and now mm-hmm. it's how it's really widely used. And I think social enterprise is, you know, a really exciting, uh, an exciting movement because the you know often it was that the radical organisations. Um, were the ones that had the least funding because, <laughs> as we know, you know, funding and, and, and radicalism are often uh, equally opposed. So being able to create your own funding gives you a lot more licence to, to do what you believe in and follow that through, which was certainly Common Ground's uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope that people's expectations of, of business uh, is, is continually raised because while we can debate the, the merits of, of our kind of economic systems, and you're probably far better equipped to do that than I am, there's certainly something that's hugely scalable by if we can have billions of dollars of businesses that are doing really amazing things and that that becomes the expectation, I think mm-hmm. that's going to contribute to a better world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, for me that it's around people that we what we really need though is all of it we need it all we've got a lot to do don't we in, in making the world better so we need we need all sorts of people doing things whether it's you know working for government working in companies working in charities working for themselves we need it all to, to happen it's not i'm not trying to say that one you know one system's better than the other i believe that it's you know it, it, it's people following what they're best at and what their mm-hmm. best contribution is Yep. My mum, that was one of her favourite sayings, do what you're best at. <laughs> so um, to me, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were talking about very briefly now to end uh, because we're running out of time as per usual when we have an interesting conversation. The, uh, you were talking about four principles which were you are following with uh, uh, dog and bone uh, and that profit was the last principle. What Could you, could you tell them again? To me and to our listeners, what are the major principles upon which you run your company? Yeah, so I think the I, I think what I would say is the the what one of the the first ones is 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 impact. We want to have a good impact. Yeah. We need yeah. to be making a difference. Yeah. So yes, we need to be profitable and we need to do all of those sorts of things. But we need to be able to look at ourselves at the end of the year, at the end of the day, and say yes, we've made a difference. So I think. Mm-hmm. That's uh, one of the founding principles. We are in an industry that has some questionable uh, practices and ethics. So for me, being really strict on ethics and independence and and never, never giving that up uh, mm-hmm. is, is it absolutely underlies our business. Mm-hmm. I think the the treat treat people, treat uh, people ourselves internally and externally, 
with with respect we've got really diverse a really diverse workshop uh, mm-hmm. workshop there you go um, workforce uh, and our clients are really diverse so treating everyone with absolute respect I think mm-hmm. is is, mm-hmm. A, is, is mm-hmm. absolutely yep. imperative to us that sounds like a really good set of criteria which we could and the spread. last one yeah is being successful Yeah. It's not that it's okay to make a profit. It's okay to be successful. The bigger mm-hmm. we are, the better mm-hmm. we do, uh-huh. the more impact we have. And that, yeah. to me, is is a sometimes uh, challenging one, but it's really mm-hmm. important. Thank you. We're running out of time, Dan. And thank you so much for agreeing to have this conversation and to add to the overall picture of the necessary yeah. changes which need to happen in our ways of running business and dealing with one another as humans and with the earth as if she really mattered. It gives me much hope. Thank you so much. Next week, Community Information and Support Victoria, SISVIC, is launching its Origami House installation. Join us, join them, online at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, the 26th of October. SISVIC members and their communities have been busy building 7,000 origami houses to send and they have made a sort of an interesting creative installation about it and they with that send a vibrant message to the Victorian state government that we need more social and public housing for our state in fact they're asking for 7,000 homes to be built each year for the next 10 years to help address homelessness and housing insecurity Uh, the launch of that uh, creative installation is, as I said, Tuesday the 26th. Uh, Benjamin Law will launch it and uh, go to the website of sysvic.org.au. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Dan McKinley. Remember, if you want to send us a message and ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks again to Clive Bourne for recording and for the music. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, giving voice to prison inmates, their families and friends.